Hey, this is Eric, and welcome to this episode of Minority Give Back. Uh, it's a great time. It's been an awesome uh, week of things and events happening, and I wanted to uh, stop by and actually share um, a recent project that I've been working on um, and more just the thought and the idea behind uh, what does it mean to kind of set yourself up for success? Uh, I had a, had a project that uh, came across my plate uh, from a friend, family friend, and um, the opportunity was quite clear at the beginning that it would be a benefit, um, you know, to all parties to kind of do things, but you had to be creative. There were some uh, interesting things going on financially uh, and the need to move quickly was of the urgence. Um, There's health issues there and then also just wanting to kind of just move things along. Um, and with that, what I realized is perception and knowledge and wisdom and with with all of that though any one of those things can shift and change and adjust what people do if you have knowledge about something you then can look at it differently if you have wisdom then overall you just have a better sense of what's happening and then how you see it how you see things like how do you look at a problem and how do you look at a solution all those things are factors based upon uh, biggest thing is probably more the knowledge that you uh, have and with literacy comes knowledge. Um, it's one of the reasons why I started this podcast, why I'm doing what I'm doing, why I'm working with the people that I'm working with. It's to help people gain knowledge so that they can then look through a different lens and approach a situational problem from an opportunistic point of view, being realistic, analyzing the risk, but do it from a, a level of position of power, not necessarily of risk and restraint. And so with this one, um, Really short, uh, I uh, initially put an offer in on a property uh, for, from the family friend to buy it out from them and to maximize the amount of equity that I could get for them, be it that I was actually fronting some of the cash myself. I was limited in on how much I could do an offer up front or kind of provide cash up front, but I was like, hey, let's avoid some taxes, some other things, and let's roll this in as an investment. And what I would do is instead of giving you an inflated price, for the equity that you have in a house, I will front that as equity and then we'll do profit sharing once we either sell it or if we have cash flow coming in monthly, but we will still own the property. Um, and you know, the initially it sounded good and then things happen, etc. And all of a sudden it became a, no, let's just get rid of it. And again, that's the problem actually for me is taking a step back to identify what is their problem and so I, I've looked at it and, and their problem is that there's a sense of fear of there's a looming amount of debt that's currently increasing and no one has a way to pay it um, and regardless of any of the creative ways that I thought about approaching this and saying hey, how about we do this and here's how I can get you money and then also saying here's how I'll give you the money up front to cover that and don't worry about this um, wisdom and knowledge so knowledge being I would say knowledge in this case being that how do you deal with legal documents when you only know of one way? Um, and that's where knowledge comes from. You can't transfer knowledge overnight. Um, you have to be able to tell a story and have someone trust you to execute on that. And that's where I've learned through this one to develop the trust that I have the knowledge to then execute on a plan. And even if someone doesn't truly understand every little thing about it, that they trust me to execute on it for them. And so that's something that I'm um, I, I, I'm endeavoring to tweak and, and to work at even more because executing is a difficult. It's just 
you can't execute on something that someone else doesn't want. Um, and so in this case, uh, came down to it, we need, need kind of negotiate. I threw out a bunch of things. And that's the other thing that I realized is don't throw out a bunch. Take one option, stick with it, sell that one option, sell it hard and sell it good and get them to buy that one option or get them to buy into that one option. And so in this case, um, what ended up happening is um, a couple of days went by. And for me, I was working on securing, uh, essentially securing the funds to proceed with this deal. Uh, and it takes a little bit of time to do capital e- or equity raise or capital raise. Um, so I'm working on this and I said, hey, don't worry about it. I'll do this. And initially I was like, give me 30 days. They already had a couple of offers on the table. Um, and I was like, yeah, but if you look at all the numbers, you're going to get less when it's all said and done, minus the fees, et cetera. And I'll give you more. Um, it came down to they were willing to go with it. They were entertaining a few of the offers. And then someone came in. And just topped it all off with kind of a cash offer that seemed too good to be true. They got to go with it. And what I realized at that moment is that my relationship, the friendship, that all those things didn't matter because to them, their biggest thing was they don't want to deal with it and they need money. And I'm not providing them the amount of money that they think they need today. The other thing that I thought about when I just sat back and assessed just that piece itself was this, the thing of money. Um, Many times, and part of the reason why I'm doing financial literacy is that we often, especially as minorities, we get money and we look at the money for the value that it has today. But we don't realize that once we have that money, that money is no longer valuable to us beyond just what it can buy today. Meaning, banks actually take our money as is, they take the dollar, the $1 you put in your account, they loan that out three different ways. So in a given day, that bank's making, I would just, just to keep numbers simple, they loan it out three different ways, three different people for a dollar. So they take your $1 and loan it three different dollars. So for every $1 you have, the bank is making $3 on that $1. Well, actually the bank's making more than that, but I mean, how does a bank post a billion dollar profit or multi-million dollar profit if they weren't making tremendous amounts of money on the money that we're lending them. And guess what? We're not making money on that. So take an average checking, or I would even say a savings account, the average APY annual percentage yield on a savings account at the moment of this recording was 1.75 for some really interesting cases. In many cases, the average US average was around 0.0, it was 0.8. Um, so 1.75.8, that's less than a percent. So for a dollar, you would get a penny annually for every dollar. You get a penny annually. That's ridiculous. But banks are making money over and over and over and over and over and over on that same dollar. And the thing about that is that dollar, if we take our dollar and we say, all right, I want my dollar to make a dollar, I would put it into something and I would use it. And granted, I don't have that dollar now because I put it into something, but that dollar just made a dollar. And in theory, if I can get that dollar that made a dollar to make another dollar, I've now increased. And this is funny, it's a term of family. So you have the parent dollar has a child dollar. That child dollar has another child dollar. You want to get as many children, grandchildren dollars or whatever as you can to bring back in for that original dollar. And there's a time factor that's involved in there. And sometimes some, some of those types of products or things or opportunities take time. Some of them are short. 
I don't gamble. But in this case, when it comes back to real estate, so bringing this back to this story, this family was just offered more money than any of us, any of the other offers were out there, even mine. They were offered a specific amount of money and they would, you know, once all the fees and stuff were paid, closing costs, etc., they would get a lump sum check. Well, their dollars stopped working the moment they get that check. Because why? Now you have to do something with it. You got to put it into an account. Then granted, if you put it into an account, you make 1.75% on that APY. That's not a lot. I mean, even if, uh, so let's just give it a rounding error, less 10%. You make 10% on that, that money. So say they got 10,000 and you make 10% on that. That's a thousand dollars. Great. Actually, that's a hundred dollars. No, it's just about yeah, thousand dollars. Great. So you make a thousand dollars a year. That's a lot. No, it's actually not a lot. When you think about the fact that the bank is making probably 200 to $300,000 on the same dollar, the same $10,000 amount. So when thinking about it, I was like, well, you get the money from that that sale, but you no longer have property. You no longer have appreciation of that property and you no longer have any other money coming in. So you literally just have that money and that's it. So they have the $10,000 as an example. It was it was a lot more than that because they wouldn't be fighting over 10,000. But they got more than that, but they would get $10,000 and that's it. And what I was suggesting to them was, hey, you know, in this case, work with me. I can't give you the 10,000, but I can give you 7,500. And it's a, a minor difference. Like it's not it's not like they're going to use all 10,000 anyway. Like that that wasn't in there. We're going to actually just put most of that into a savings account and actually just use it up over time. And I was like, "Well, great. If you don't need all that anyway, let's let's do something different here. How about I give you 7,500 and then over the next year I'll give you the equivalent or I'll work to give you the equivalent of not the remaining balance which is 2500 but it could be more because there's other projects that I'm investing in plus with this property if we were to liquidate this property within a year the appreciation and things like that and paying down the mortgage and all the other things we would net probably another 6000 on it literally so it, it was one of those things where people just really weren't looking at the numbers for the opportunity of the dollar today and so i i'm at a point now where i'm renegotiating and i'm doing another offer or trying to counter offer to say hey not only are you am i going to be able to give you the amount of money that you think you're going to get but let's keep this as a family thing let's show you how to do this thing so instead of you just interacting in a transaction and that's all you get is a transaction and how about you figure out how the person that offered you that money got their money in the first place and that's something that I think we need to be aware of. We need to think differently about. We need to approach differently is how do we actually start to look at problems from a different perspective? And instead of just saying, no, I don't know. I don't want to do this, whatever, out of fear. Yeah, and there's a, there's a healthy amount of fear. Fear creates a reserve. Reserve creates an introspective look at what are you doing? Can you achieve this, et cetera? But there has to be a level of like, I want to do something different. I want a different result. And that's what this financial literacy course is about. That's what Minority Give Back is about. It's about all of this. It's about helping you to understand that money is different. Money's used different. And we often complain about people that have money. Oh, you got money. There's an article I just read recently about Bezos. He made, oh, I can't remember the exact number, but he was making around 86. It was either 86 or 36. I really got to go find that article. Um, $1,000 every 30 minutes 
Jeff Bezos netted, and let's just give for talking sake, I, I'll go quote it on the next one, $36,000 every 30 minutes. Over the course of, I think they said three days or something. Um, how does someone get that? He doesn't just wake up one day and do it. He doesn't wait. He doesn't do it by selling something that he has as a value either. He understands the cost of time. He understands money. He understands how to put money to work. And his money goes to work. And his money goes to work. And it goes to work. And it goes to work. And it goes to work. We have to be able to do the same thing. And that's what I'm going to be teaching in a lot of my podcasts. Giving you tips. Telling you about opportunities and things that I found that I discovered. In different ways. Um, And for example, with this one property, I had opened it up to a few investors to the opportunity to make within a six month period, they would make between 12 to 18 percent return on their investment. And the reason by doing that is being able to offer the flip and to give them the opportunity to actually do more in the same amount of time with the same amount of money. So if they leave the money in the checking account where they have it, they liquidate it, they give it out, they put it in something else. Checking account again, I mean, even if something's yielding 2%, they have it in stocks. The stocks could be yielding 7%, 8%, maybe 12%. But those are iffy and it goes up and down. In this case, it was a guarantee because of the project. It was a guarantee go in, come out. And that out, out product of that or the estimated value of that would have netted once everything was paid. There's a cushion in there, always cushion things out, especially when you're estimating things. There's a cushion there based on historical trends that they would have been able to get between, you know, 12 to 18%, which is huge for the amount of money that they will be putting in. Uh, very huge, huge. And that's in within a six month period. So those are opportunities and things that come up, but they only come up when you seek them, when you look for them and when you're ready to tackle them. So until next time, I hope you all enjoyed this. This is uh, It was an interesting one. It was one I wanted to kind of put together to kind of give you a real life example of something that I'm going through and facing. And um, also one that I think um, can teach you a little bit of lessons around um, thinking differently, approaching things differently. And unless you do that, you won't see change. Um, and I think it's one that will give you a value and a benefit in the long run. If you start now to take a look at your finances but then also don't push opportunities away when they come to you. Um, maybe reach out to someone and ask, hey, this opportunity came up. How can I do this? Uh, one last little tidbit. There was a friend, of, uh, not a friend, but uh, an associate that I knew um, stated that uh, his son had always come to him and asked him for money. And early on, he was like, you know, I, I would just give him money. He asked me for money, I'd give him money. Then he thought, he was like, I'm just giving him money. He turns around and goes and blows it. He doesn't even understand. This is costing me money. It's costing me time, etc. So he went back to his son when his son was like, hey, I want to buy some um, some games, video games or something. He was like, you know, next time you ask this question, why don't you say instead of can I have, ask how can I earn? And in doing that, uh, he taught us on a valuable lesson. It was actually really, really uh, creative. But his son came back and said, hey, dad, how can I earn, you know, 30 bucks for this game? He was like, great, great question. I have this needs to be done, this needs to be done, or you can do this. And it wasn't chores. It was like in addition to, it was things that his dad kind of like, I really need to go out there and rake the leaves, but I'll get to that, you know, this weekend or whatever. It's like, go rake the leaves, do this, whatever, and you'll earn your money. And he would earn his money, but he also learned the principle of asking in a way that actually led to value. And he valued the money. And then he realized it was actually quite funny when his son made the money. He actually didn't want the video game anymore because he actually worked for it and he had a different sense of value for that. He wanted to do something. He was like, okay, cool. Well, how do I earn more money? 
And it was like, well, you can invest. And his dad created a creative way for him to invest in something that wasn't nothing. Um, it was just something around the house. But his dad, you know, kind of doubled his investment just to show him what an investment could be and how to spot investment opportunities. Um, so I'll leave you with those. Uh, it's a really great story. I wish you the best. Uh, if you have any questions, then reach out. Um, love to connect with you and love to see what you think about these episodes. And more importantly, what are you learning? Uh, Till next time, have a good one and be blessed.